This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, the show where we take a little trip back in time to the music we listened to back in high school. I am your host, Jay Howell, here with my co-host slash producer slash friend, Muhammad Joma. What's up? That last slash was the the slash I like the best. Last slash. (laughs) Uh, What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? We're doing another one. We're doing uh, kind of the first one, the first episode of my high, high school iPod as uh, as its own thing. Cool. Well, yeah. Um, I guess maybe we should explain that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a so, little bit. So uh, this, this, is the, uh, this came from uh, Muhammad's podcast where he invites his friends on to come up with new podcasts, uh, and this was my idea. Um, and we had a fun time doing it, and we were like, we can do more of these. So, that's what we're doing. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good chance for us to reminisce about not just music that we once listened to, but who we were as young men and our friendship as young men. It was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, we got to listen to some really shitty music that we used to think was very cool. Oh man, <laughs> absolutely. And so we thought it would just be selfish of us to just uh, not share that uh, with with our friends and uh, with you listeners. So we thought, let's get some more people in here and uh, have them uh, share their music. And who better than my best friend in the whole world, our guest today, Mitchell Hardage. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. What's up, dude? Not much. I didn't get any slashes, but... Didn't matter. No, you, oh, got, you got that qualifier of best. I got which the I BFF get. title, <laughs> 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 which I will happily take. Thank you. So you know, uh, Mitchell, uh, we we listened to a lot of music together in uh, our formative years. Yeah, uh, and and still do. But uh, I know if if you're anything like like me and Mo over here, uh, you've got a few. A few. Excuse me. <laughs> it's a dog cough. I've got old dogs in the recording studio. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I asked you to come on here, and you were like, "Sure thing." And I I know you have a few songs uh, that you want to go back and listen to. Did you listen to these ahead of time, or did you just throw them on a playlist? And will this be like your first time going back? Uh, so I started with. I guess I started like. If we're saying high school iPod. I, I tried to go back to my freshman year of high school. Think about what I was listening to then. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. But I did find, like, I was going through an old hard drive because I was trying to find, I actually made, like, an album when I was in high school in my bedroom that's going to be really, really embarrassing to listen to. But I found it. And along with that, I found, like, my whole iTunes library. Uh, so I was just kind of going through the folders and um, picking stuff that was on Spotify that uh, just kind of like rang a bell. But I didn't really listen to anything. But cool. I did make a playlist, and I did get that album. So we very, got a. It's going to be a. It's a long night what, ahead of us. 
Were you, were you, did you listen to a lot of uh, different types of music? Like, did, did you go through phases through high school? Was oh, yeah. It, really? Oh, yeah. I've been a shapeshifter my whole life. Interesting. Just a constant identity crisis <laughs> that hasn't stopped in my 31 years on this planet. I think I once I found what I liked in high school, I was like, well, this is it. Like, there's, yeah. there's not anything better. Like, I found the best stuff. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. I was wrong. For sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I definitely, um, I didn't, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't, like, trying to seek out new genres of music. Just more so, like, the same shit, just with different bands. Yeah, I realized when I was, like, digging through this stuff that a lot of it was just what my friends were listening to. For sure, right? I mean, yeah. would you agree, like... yeah. Yeah, like that that's where the majority of my new music came in was like I would make new friends or like you know they were like cooler than me so they would tell me about bands or artists right. and then I would listen to them and then because they liked them I would get into them and I'd get the album and wear it out. Did you listen to any like radio or anything like that? Did you discover any new music kind of on your own as as a younger person? Uh I'm sure I did, but I feel like I was very averse to the radio. Like, I I was all about the deep cuts. I was sure. I was very much like, uh, I was, I was very like uh, elitist about it in high school. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. music was my life, and I, you know, I like wrote music, and I was in bands, and so I felt like I needed to, uh, I needed to like dig deeper with everything. I needed to like find those like gems those rough gems amidst like the hits and like so like when i know we're gonna get into it but i was like thinking about like bright eyes right like right. you talked about that on the last episode it's like yeah i wore bright eyes out but like i like bright eyes so much that i was listening to like his shitty home recordings right. that he did <laughs> right. in like the mid 90s and i was listening to like splits that he did with other artists and stuff that mm-hmm. like nobody listened to well i'm sure people listen to sure. it sure you know, I I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like a, a completist. I'm like a hundred percent. I definitely had that then too, and I have I still have that now. Oh um, yeah, a bit of a yeah. I, I if I find an artist I like, uh, no matter what it is, be it somebody on the radio or 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 something a little bit more unknown, uh-huh. I will find everything they've done and, and listen to it. That's um, admirable. I feel like I've dropped I've dropped that. Really, you don't do yeah. it anymore so much. Well, yeah, because like I love. It's so, so much easier now. That's, well, it's so much easier. It's so easy it's easier to, to, to kind of pick, cherry pick what you like. Yeah. But like with Drake and stuff, like I maybe like I love maybe like a couple songs on his right. albums, and then right. the rest I'm like, eh, whatever. Or the weekend. Like, right. I absolutely I feel that love way a couple about weekend songs. The weekend the for sure. Drake, yeah. I'm not as crazy about as you are, but yeah, I mean that a lot of radio music today. Oh, probably back then too, but it's just like. It was not made for uh, <laughs> for like looking like the full album. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about. There's a yeah. reason yeah. the ones on the radio are like on, on the, the radio. radio. Right. <laughs> Cause <laughs> that mass appeal. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I I remember feeling like betrayed if it was like a band that I really liked and like they'd been around for like two or three years and then they had a song on the radio. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> now everyone's gonna know about this band yeah. when really like now that i'm in my i'm 32 i'm just like good for them Dude, yeah that's yeah 
That's like you get excited you when the national plays on, yeah. on, you know, whatever late night show or, they, or something like that. Yeah, You're just like, a, cool. My mom might watch this. That's kind of cool. They won a Grammy. <laughs> and I remember being like, that is awesome. Good for right. them. Whereas like, yeah, if, if that had happened, say I had like really liked the national in high school and that had happened, I'd be like, they're dead to me. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can't listen to them anymore. Do you remember any, I remember one band in particular in high school that kind of like made that breach into the mainstream uh it was modest mouse yeah oh, yeah modest mouse totally. was like an indie darling mm-hmm. and then they did good news for people who love bad news and they had the float on song mm-hmm. that was just and it was in like target commercials over. and stuff yes yeah. that song was so massive mm-hmm. and then every everybody i knew like like turn their backs on modest mouse after that <laughs> but i still i love Have that you guys album listen like, to st- float on it's a good song it's a fucking great song <laughs> i've got like 30 something songs on here like i said it just kind of gonna be a long podcast <laughs> which obviously we're not gonna get to um but we can i don't do know. you want to play an old let's play an old let's can we dive in let's mouse. play an old modest mouse song yeah. and talk about let's it go i mean it. we got a lot to get through yeah i'm i'm a little embarrassed to say that most of the songs on this playlist are like album one or album two however this this modest mouse song um this was the first modest mouse album i got which was building nothing out of something which i believe was like a collection of eps that they had done Uh. kind of like earlier on and uh this track's called interstate eight and uh, i think it's the second track on the album and um i just i remembered the name pretty vividly and like the hook to it so i was like i'll put that one on here so here's interstate eight by modest mouse So you got that classic wah bend <laughs> on the guitar. It almost sounds like he, like it's awesome, but it almost sounds like he doesn't know how to play a guitar. <laughs> <But> I think <laughs> like the that noises was, are yeah, weird. And that then, was part of the charm for, for me at least, like for a lot of these artists, it's like that lo-fi quality. Yeah. And I was, I put uh, Operation Ivy on here. They were like, this was probably like middle school going right. into high school, but I was getting into punk rock. And punk rock, like, I mean, you start with, like, Blink-182 and Green Day, which is pretty polished. Sure, in right. In the punk, punk quote-unquote, well, like punk-pop genre. Yeah, right. but then uh, you dig a little deeper, you find, like, some cool punk rock friends, and they turn you on to, like, Dead Kennedys. Right. Operation Ivy and stuff. So, Op Ivy is, like, a ska band yeah, uh, from, up, from Orange up County. My, up my, uh, yeah, SoCal. Yeah. Right. pop punk stuff that's right that's exactly this kind of stuff really, now this one. is this is cool by the way no, this, this is, is a yeah. cool song by a cool band that you were listening to in high school i feel yeah. like it's kind of a brag oh this is all <laughs> look dude my entire high school career was bragging about the music that i liked like this i was, was very pretty cool well <laughs> <laughs> cool. So were you, buddy. <laughs> so were you. We were all cool in high school. In different ways. In I, different, I think I was maybe in a different cool than you were, for sure. I didn't I, I don't like know. Did we really know overlap. each other that well in high school? Probably not, actually. We we, we were really friendly. Yeah, but, but we didn't did we like hang out other? a whole lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I Which is nice. weird because I, I hung out with Jay a lot and you hung out with Jay a lot. Yeah. Jay, what the fuck? I never crossed the streams. Yeah. <laughs> I had groups of friends and never, never were the two to meet. <laughs> I feel like we, we had a few car rides or yeah, saw sure. some movies together sure. or something. For sure. It was also, I don't know, it was like, it seemed easier to have 
separate groups of friends in high school for whatever reason. Whereas like now it's like if you have people over, you're like, well, I know like 10 people. So I'm just going to invite all of those people. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting the older you get. Um, but uh, speaking of Op Ivy, so that was like my introduction to kind of lo-fi. Right. That uh, that sound. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it did have a very kind of like homemade quality to right. it. Like I'd never heard music that was like, like they weren't always. And, and the song that I picked in particular, I did for a reason because uh, like the vocal is a little off. Like he was he was dragging a little bit. And uh, I, I just found charm in that. And right. so, like, I've always, like, appreciated that whenever music doesn't sound super polished. I listen to... When it's got a humanistic quality. I listen to the Dead Kennedys and a, a little bit more of that sort of lo-fi punk stuff, too. But uh-huh. then uh, what really put me over the edge was some... Um, what I discovered... Uh, uh, the Velvet Underground, actually. And some yeah. of their stuff, I was like, this sounds awesome. And it all sounds like it was recorded in a living room, which a lot of it probably was, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that a heroin did, den, but yeah, yeah heroin living room, <laughs> but yeah, the, which a heroin uh, living room, obviously it was not <laughs> a band that was like cool or, or modern, especially with a lot of the kids. Like I tried to show velvet underground to people and nobody really, they're super cool though. They are like, super cool. That show tells me you have good taste. I do. I think I have good taste. Although I, I listen to a lot of stuff that I, that I would defend. Still. Did you did you find out about the Velvet Underground because it was like in a movie? Like a yeah, for sure. Movie? Like a okay. Yeah, movie I think probably actually because of the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I think that would probably be the first big entrance. I mean, there's like four songs about yeah. them in that movie. I feel like any like but, older music that yeah, I, that I it was, liked, it was through, because through it was movies. there was a song in unless, the movie. unless it was like Rush or something, which then you know usually some friend of mine who had an older brother would show me. While Older we were smoking Canadian weed in their brother. living room or something. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, no, man, Rush is great. <laughs> and you were like, really? <laughs> they me. And then and you're like, like, I don't know. All right, and I then guess. they're like, hit this. And you're yeah. like, yeah, they are great. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you could do a whole separate podcast on my music soundtrack uh, playlist. Because that was like, yeah, it was like a lot of Wes Anderson. I remember listening to... Jan Tiersen did the soundtrack for Amelie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was like a darling movie when I was in high school. Yeah. So I remember being on a, a family trip to like San Francisco or like Sonoma. And then we'd go into San Francisco. But I like was just listening to that on repeat. I think because I had watched it. Like I had just had sex for the first time. And we watched Amelie. Brag. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was 17. That's not... <laughs> It's like right around the time you're supposed to have sex. Yeah, it's well, supposed to if it's cold. The, the, point, everyone. the point is, like, I had sex, and then we went on this, like, two-week trip across the country, <laughs> and all I could think about was, like, I did not appreciate anything about San Francisco. The whole time I was just listening to Amelie and thinking about getting back to Marietta so I could have sex again. <laughs> but, That's you know, great. moody teenagers. What do you, yeah, what do you expect? Sure. They're the worst. Um, I'll go ahead and play that Op Ivy song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. before so, we move on from the it thing too is, far. Like, they so this song was in Amelie? <laughs> yes, this is in Amelie. Um, it sounds better than I remember it sounding. And it's because they remastered it. Right. For I couldn't find the original mix in uh, Spotify, but it still sounds kind of shitty. Those upstrokes, baby. It's all about those staccato upstrokes. This was like a ska band that had no horns. 
<laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny how this genre of music doesn't really exist at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, you don't really hear much ska. No. Unless it's like Real Big Fish doing a reunion tour or right, something. Right, and they're all in their 60s. Yeah, and they're from, they're from this era right. as well. Um, but yeah, I wore this album out. I think this is so the I, first pop Ivy song I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, I Did, always saw their like patches yeah. on like you know like punk girls' purses right. and stuff, but I never. Jay, did you listen to any like ska, Mighty Mighty Bostones, or Real Big Fish? Any any of that stuff? Uh, a Treat little, Fort. a little Mighty Mighty <laughs> Bostones. I got them on here too. Um, I I listened to this like Christian ska band called the Supertones. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> when did you get really. <laughs> 17, just like Mitchell. <laughs> nope. Later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, Scott was definitely a big part of my entrance into pop punk in general. Um, yeah. I you mean, started I remember, with Scott and then I think I kind of did, weirdly. Yeah. I don't know why, but I remember like being young, like like 12 13 and liking mighty mighty bostones a lot it's perfect for it, it really does boys at that age like a young preteen sort of age and uh yeah and then listening to real big fish mm-hmm. and uh then getting a little bit into like that swing remember there was like a swing revival in like the late 90s sure. too brian and that Setzer kind of fit in brian setzer like gap commercials like yeah yeah and like uh that blues brothers 2000s movie had come out and like God. it was just everything was for me as a young man was just like My leading me music. into oh. ska music Interesting, for sure. M- mitchell when when did like how did this genre pop into your life were you always listening to sort of newer stuff or, or were you like a top 40s in the car kid and then as soon as you kind of got old enough to find your own music you were like fuck all that yeah definitely that well i guess like in middle school like i got into skateboarding and i think one of my first girlfriends i mean like my first real girlfriend when i was like a freshman in high school her brother used to be in the band tree fort local mm-hmm. legends in our town um and i thought that was super cool and so i was just like listening to a bunch of that right and then like um i was like hanging out with those guys and like they would show me it was really like i said earlier just like my friends showing me like the music that i really loved was like came from <laughs> came from my friends just like turning me on to it um i never really dug the radio i was like pretty anti-radio sure because i was an alternative young man (laughs) so um so yeah here's a tree fort song (laughs) (laughs) yeah tree fort was a was a band that was kind of like the big local band in in the kennesaw marietta area also ska yeah like there's there's some trombones in there somewhere i hear them <laughs> they, they used to put on insane live shows that like all the 15 year olds would go to and yeah. lose their fucking minds yeah when you're 15 this is like the best band ever it's, it has that scott energy it has sort of this right wit to it where right. it's kind of like all the lyrics are kind of sarcastic like the song's about how he wants to be popular how he wants I, a hemp necklace so he can be popular at school but he kind of does it with like a smirk his voice used to sound so badass to me and now it yeah. sounds so like 
affected. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, so, like, put on. Yeah, like, he's just faking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there was super, super witty, super clever, super anti- establishment it is good for, for like a local band though that sounds like it could have been on like the tony hawk yeah. soundtrack you yeah. know? i, was I say, think that's that was where the... i get i got a lot of my music influences from was, was like tony the, hawk. the first tony hawk pro skater <laughs> yeah i was like who's millen colin i gotta get into this band yeah i wish i had a better answer for like how i discovered stuff because now it's like you just go on spotify you listen to something and then there are related artists there's discover weekly they're always like throwing new stuff at you, uh, dude. You I'm discover. I'm so fascinated with the way people discover music today. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of avenues, and I think that's maybe why I'm. I think it's so interesting, and there's yeah. a lot of ways to get music, which honestly isn't too far different from what I did as a kid. I mean, I would even I used to go into like the liner notes and look up producers' names and stuff. Sure, yeah. And yeah, yeah, that was um the whole like Saddle Creek thing was. Well, back then they would do like. If you if you liked a band, you would see like what label they were on and labels would put out samplers. Right. And so chances are, yeah, if you liked like a band on Saddle Creek, you also liked most of the bands on there. Mm-hmm. Same with like like Vagrant or like Drive Through Records, uh, yeah. or like any of those things because yeah, you would you would there would be like one song by each band. And yeah, that I, I remember getting into a lot of bands that way. Yeah, and Saddle Creek was a pretty, I mean, it was a relatively diverse label in terms of sound. Like you would have, um, who was that? That kind of dancey, dance macabre. Oh, yeah. Faint. The Faint, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they, they kind of had that kind of synth pop dance yeah. genre luck. Then you had Rilo Kylie that was kind of like California indie rock. Right. And then you had Bright Eyes, which was just like quintessential singer songwriter yeah, emo guy emo, emo. <laughs> and then you had cursive Guitar, which was like concept art right. rock kind I wanna, of i want to listen dude to i used to love cursive. all right i got that on here too of i course. also used to hate the faint weirdly i remember that clearly listening there it was a hard like, sell for I me fucking too. Hate this band. yeah yeah i got into him eventually but yeah when i because like you dig through when you're like going through the saddle creek web, website yeah. you're just like oh Rilo kylie who's that right and then yeah, the faint was was always. I don't know tough how I missed Rilo Kylie until well into my college years. I don't know how I, I just got one of their tracks on here too. Like they Rilo they had Kylie some really good. Albums. I like oh, yeah. what Jenny Lewis is doing today too. I mean, her, yeah. her, her newest stuff is, it's kind of the same, but it's good. Yeah, she's <laughs> she awesome. Really she's changed. a good songwriter. Um, so here's Cursive. This is the Ugly Organ, which like I don't know if people are doing concept albums right as like much. this anymore yeah like where one track kind of bleeds into the next like i feel like today's climate is is more suited for singles oh yeah. right yeah. for yeah. sure but like this album was just kind of like one big long track you, you have guys now like you know especially in the hip-hop community but like notable artists who just release songs and not albums you know uh-huh. release a song and then like and then they'll even release an album and you'll think that sung- single would be on it but yeah. it's not yeah <laughs> and you're like oh i guess i guess i'll just have to listen to that one song whenever i want to listen to it exactly i remember the last song on this album was like 10 minutes long it was, yeah it was long yeah. yeah it was like holy shit they got balls <laughs> we, talk, we talked artists <laughs> at, at dinner tonight we talked a little bit about uh uh the mars volta similar yeah. 
Oh yeah, conceptually for sure. Very, very froggy, weird. very yeah. conceptual. Yeah, I remember when that album came out, it like blew my mind because at the drive-in had broken up. They're right. one of my favorite bands, and then like my friend was like, "You heard the Mars Volta?" It's like the two guys from Mar- uh, at the drive-in with Froze. It's weird how quickly <laughs> that, that like, came oh, after at the drive-in too. By the way, I feel like at the drive-in broke up, and then there was a Mars Volta album. Kind of like they were cheating on at the <laughs> yeah. drive-in. We're with, starting a new band. If you mind. have an afro, you can be in it. <laughs> the guys with short hair are like, "Oh man, like, you can be in Sparta." <laughs> guys, I, I think this holds up pretty well, actually. This, this, yeah, I, this is pretty good. I uh, I remember the fact that they had a cello player. Yeah. I was like, what? But that's not an instrument that's in bands. And they like feature her as well. Like it's not like she's like buried in the mix or whatever. Like they wrote around the cello in yeah. a, a lot of these songs, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I was really into Cursive. They were, they like felt like one of the like harder bands that I was really into. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. sounding like, because yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get so much into like the hardcore stuff. Yeah. But I, I remember, yeah, when I wanted something like loud and like kind of yelly, I, <laughs> I, I would go to Cursive. They, sure. they were definitely a necessity for this type of music too. And uh, yeah, it wasn't always easy to find. I listened to like Tool and the Deftones when I was, which you guys probably didn't. Nah. But, nah, but they were a good one to go to to lean on for like whatever you're like, God, I just need some like, you know ragey music how about these feelings inside me because even like we talked about like a lot of the punk i listened to but weirdly a lot of the punk that i listened to was kind of upbeat you know it, it wasn't wasn't so angry like even the dead yeah. Ke- dead kennedys it's not like the most like let me get my rage out kind of music it's just yeah. loud and fast but it, well, it's pretty like upbeat yeah jello you know? was like uh he was more of like an intellectual, yeah. or like like to appear that way, <laughs> right? And so he wrote a lot about like international conflict, like <laughs> right. holiday in Cambodia right. and stuff like that. So yeah, it wasn't. There was still a lot of energy to it, but it wasn't like raw right. expression and stuff like that. It was like thought out and kind of like sarcastic, I guess. So I'm gonna spin the the wheel here and hit shuffle. And yeah, see do it, baby. Up. Yeah, right, let's see what we get. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so this is the rentals. Yeah, I don't. I do not know this band. So Matt Sharp is the frontman of the Rentals and songwriter. He was Weezer's bassist for their first two oh, albums. Oh yeah, arguably their best two albums. Yeah. Hey, did you see that uh, weird SNL? Malatroy. Wait, did you write his great? Did you see the uh, SNL skit with Matt Damon where he's arguing Weezer with Leslie? What's her name? No. Oh my god, it's so funny. I can't wait to watch that, because I've been a Weezer apologist for years. <laughs> um, I, actually, Maya Rudolph, speaking of SNL, was in this band on this album. Really? Yeah, she did uh, vocals and played synthesizer for him. I'm watching her Amazon Prime show right now, Forever. It's so good. I, and I love that they don't reveal at all what it's about until you watch it. And like you have to get to like, the end of the second episode until you're like... This is what the show is about. Changing, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you recommended yeah. that to me. I still haven't watched it yet. Also, it's 30 minutes, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Give me more 30, 30 minutes. Minute it's only like, like seven or eight happens. episodes yeah. too. It's not too long. It's um, cool. It does sound a little like old Weezer. Yeah. 
That's there what was, that's what I loved about it. There was yeah the rentals and like Ozma and just I remember Ozma. Ozma was like, remember Weezer? Remember how cool they used to be? <laughs> yeah, we'll just do that. But then they they went nerdier. I feel like they like leaned uh, in harder on the the like Star Wars references yeah. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Arcade machine sounds and shit. Yeah, but uh, the rentals. Oh, there's good, a man. female vocalist here too. Huh? Maya Rudolph. Oh, is it? Yeah. Holy shit. And another girl, but like she only did this album, and then she went. And it's really good. How many albums group. do they have? Are they still a thing? So for a very long time, they only had two albums. They did this one, then a couple years later, they did another one that's also really good, and then they didn't do anything for a really long time, and then uh, not too long ago, they got back together. And this maybe like five, six years ago, they got back together and did like an EP, and they did a tour, and I, I was there. <laughs> it was a great show. <laughs> And uh, I think they've put out an album or two since then. It's weird how you like drop off like these bands that meant so much to you for so long, and then they like come out with their first album in like ten, fifteen years, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, whatever. I guess I'll get around to listening to yeah. it. Yeah. Like I don't know why that happens, but or like uh, <laughs> like the Get Up Kids are like well, and they they've been like up and touring the last couple of years after taking like a long time off, and they like came to Atlanta like I want to say like over the summer and I knew about it and I was really excited about it yeah and then like the week of the show I was like I don't know if I'm gonna go <laughs> and I didn't go and I like regret it but at the same time I like wasn't super excited to go yeah it's so much like, easier you, to just like not go drop to stuff <laughs> like you that not, now yeah <laughs> like who if they kept releasing music the whole time you probably would have stopped liking them you know like, are you listening to Connor Ober's new stuff, you Not know? At all, he, no. And he's been releasing albums steadily since Bright Eyes. I, I had to, like, divorce Connor Ober's, though. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, I, too deep with that dude. And <laughs> I liked Connor Ober's later stuff, but it, it got a little just boring, I guess. Like, it was just the same thing over and over again. And you grow up, so, like... Oh, shit. <laughs> it's it's going to keep going. <laughs> Speaking oh, yeah, of people about, that were great and <laughs> once upon a time. So, yeah, like, I put Kanye, and then I put a Talib Kweli song, because I remember when we were in our high school band and we took that road trip up to Virginia. We played one show out of town, and it was in Virginia Beach. That's we amazing. drove all the way up for there. Like eight hours <laughs> to, <laughs> to play, play show. one show. It was fine. It was fun. It was Whatever. so much fun. Wait, so what? You but, listened to a bunch of hip hop on the way up? Yeah, we listened to like we like that was when I like got into hip hop. I was like That's sixteen cool. or something. And up until then, um I don't know. I guess I'd i I was familiar with hip hop. I'm from Atlanta, so you know about outcast and stuff. Right. And they're great. Right. But I'd never like really like dove into it and i didn't really know what was going on currently in hip-hop aside from what was on the radio which i didn't really give a shit about but then yeah like uh kanye i feel like kanye is a great bridge if you're like trying to get into there's a lot of pop sensibility in what he does especially like early early, for sure yeah like college dropout like people people, nobody talks about that album anymore i know it's weird it's it's one of the best albums ever made so good (laughs) and uh and and and, like i always want to say like first of all i always do listen to the new kanye albums and i always kind of have my fingers crossed that it'll be good and i've hated like the last four i mean i Really? really have not liked anything he's put out wait in a long time what was the last album you liked that he put out 
Twisted Dark Fantasy was the last one yeah, I liked. Yeah, and even that one is a little bit on the fence for me. They're, really? Like, I, I really liked it. I don't re-listen to it a lot. I re-listen to 808s and Heartbreaks a lot, and, of course, the other, what, three before that? You don't like 808s? I'm surprised I you don't really like really didn't that. like it. I, I think I'm the only person I know that doesn't like it, but I just I just. It just really seems like it would be like it. right up your alley. I know. It's, yeah. like, synthy and emotional, and I, I, think, I think it's the, kind of the, the most ro- different out of the early albums of his. I think I was trying to really like it, and then that RoboCop song... I was just, I was just like, nah, I'm not doing so this. So this is, this is first album, Kanye. Yeah, this is college yeah. dropout. And I remember this song in particular. It's like acoustic guitar. Yeah. There's like a nice melodic hook to it. A lot of on this one and the like first couple had a lot of like female hook. Yeah, yeah. which is always good. Like, it's, I'm gonna like a uh-huh. hip hop song that has like a, a female hook, even if it's like a. Like he would sample it and like spin it up, like through the wire. Sure, yeah. I remember because that was Chipmunk Soul. That was like the first. Oh yeah, give me yeah. that Chipmunk yeah. Soul. <laughs> that was the first one. I guess that was the first single or whatever. Yes. But I remember being like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's so weird with him because like he has changed a lot, and I mean I know critics just love the shit out of Kanye and will always like think he's doing amazing shit, but like. To me, and I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of grumpy old manness, but I'm like, everybody should be comparing what he's doing now to his old shit and just being like, it's not as good. Like, it's kind of plainly not as good to me. Like, well, I think it's, I think he's transformative, and I think that, like, you can compare the two, but I think, like, you have to look at it more like an evolution. Like, sure, but it's, you could see it's evolved into this. something worse to me. Like, <laughs> I just don't like what he's doing now is is very. I think where you could kind of try to like, you know, defend it is that it's very new. It's very experimental. He's doing yes, please. Sorry, I just got offered a beer. I will also have a beer. <laughs> he's doing a lot of stuff that like is is stuff that hasn't really been done before or at least is on the cutting wave of what the new sound is and is very influential i think a lot of people kind of do what he does on his last albums they do but but i think they do it usually when somebody is influenced by kanye and kind of does the kanye sound and changes it i always like it better because what he's giving us is sort of like here's a new sound at its its bare minimum like at its very bare minimum like oh we're gonna do sparse beats and weird sounds now i'm like okay that's cool Give me a hook. Give me anything to go with that. Give me, give me something catchy. Mm-hmm. He's not really doing that right now, and it drives me fucking crazy because he was so good at that once upon a time. Yeah, I think he's. Thank you, buddy. I think he's exploring. He's exploring hip hop in a more kind of like avant-garde way and a little more ostentatious way. I mean, that's and cool, but I don't know. <laughs> it's got to sound good. I'm all. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm always interested in him. I honestly say, think that Yay is probably the only album he's put out that I've been kind of lukewarm on. Really? Like, I really love everything he's done. Life besides of Pablo. Yay. I love Life of Pablo. I love Yeezus. It took me a while to come oh, around to Yeezus. Yeezus but has like two think, good songs. I think Yeezus is really cool. Life album. of also conceptual like all of his albums are super conceptual and nobody else is like nobody else approaches albums like him um i'm also a kanye apologist but you have guys like you have guys like um like chance the rapper kind of doing kanye-esque things and doing them that was so much better when i heard chance is doing like 
old, old Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> that was yeah when I when I heard Coloring Book for the first time. I was, it it was how I like when I heard College Dropout for the first time. It was like it, it it's like hip hop that like makes me feel something. Right. Yeah, there there's something very cold about Kanye's new music. Very kind of if you look at his like yeah, his You're like shaking life. Your head. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. I agree. There is He hates that he's agreeing, but he's like, God damn it, you're right. But you're right, yeah. It's like he's kind of a tragic figure, like the way that the way that he's evolved as an artist and his life and like the tabloids and like his mother passing and him not really coming to terms with that and like him like embracing his uh yeah, that, bipolarism sure. and like, but this know, would be cool like if weird. he was making good music. Like the, all that would be cool to me because uh-huh. it is cool and he's he's an interesting person. Yeah, I mean besides the, I mean he's also been a little crazy lately. He's been like politics aside. He's been almost he, he said slavery like, was a choice. Like yeah, that is not even just being Trump supporting or whatever. That's just fucking weird. He's and wrong. Yeah. He's always <laughs> he's always said really strange controversial things and yeah lately he's just really just i think he's just been trying to outdo himself yeah it seems gimmicky almost (laughs) now which is annoying too like he's like what can i say that's really it sort of cheapens that like you know tortured or tragic sort of musical genius vibe that he's got going on because it feels a little forced when he says things like that this year kanye jumped the shark yeah (laughs) everything before 2018 i was cool with but he really he really jumped the shark this year all right let's um can we listen to something on maladroit since we yeah, since that came out weezer, oh, yeah. maybe well here's weezer? here's here was my my i'm a weezer apologist that. i'll is apologize that, for weezer's is that we too. all will agree that the blue album and pinkerton are fantastic just sure. uh, classic albums that will always like hold a dear place in our hearts but those didn't come out when we were in high school Sure. So in theme with the show, uh, I feel like my third favorite Weezer album is definitely Maladroit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it. people don't really talk about it that much. And no. it, I, I do remember it came out, I want to say, when I was like a junior in high school. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Um, this was the first single, I believe, off of Maladroit, which is called Dope Nose. Yeah, this song is awesome. <laughs> it's a good album, dude. It is a good album. I always thought Green Album was pretty good, too, though, to be honest. Yeah, it had some good songs on it, but it does. The thing about Weezer is... Well, let's listen to this for a second. It's like Weezer doing a blues album. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of shredding. Yeah. Like, that's what I noticed in the Green Album, if you listen back, like, all of the guitar solos, aside from maybe one song, are just the vocal melody repeated on right, a guitar. Right. Yeah. It's like super stripped down pop right. music. And like this album, there's like all kinds of little like little riffs you that can hear them in slob. there. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, we can I, listen to that. I'll, I'll say though that like the Green album does that stripped down pop sound that they do a lot. They still do a lot. A lot. Yeah. They it, they do it well. It does they do it well on that album. And then on later albums they kind of made shitty stripped down pop songs, mm-hmm. dumb lyrics, and like just yeah. dumb melodies. And that, like, when Weezer's bad, they are really fucking bad. They make some really terrible music. It's true. But yeah. uh, even like up until uh, recently, their White Album I thought was had some good stuff on it. I thought the Red Album was really good, which isn't that controversial with statement. A lot of people thought that. But then I there was Ratitude. The Red album quite a quite a lot. I did too. That's yeah. That's probably my. Let's see. 
But then they have like Ratitude, which I think sucks. They have Hurley, which yeah. I think sucks. I mean, so like full albums are just bad. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's just a And every time they come out with an album, yeah, I mean, it's good. This is a good album. The song is so good. It start like. It's it's different than a lot of Weezer songs. Yeah, like, this is like moody. It's kind of like, like, like halftime yeah. thing, and then it's gonna it's like, really minor. Yeah. yeah, his voice has like an effect. And then the on drums it. go double time here. Yeah. So good. That is really good. And the solo in this is yep. very like all over the place too, which I like. I mean, that's Weezer, just in a nutshell. They're so fucking good when they're good <laughs> and then and then they release like beverly hills and yeah. you're just like no this is not and there's there's plenty of bands that like if if you've liked them and then they let you down you're like but you know how to do good stuff what are you why are you doing What's the problem this? yeah <laughs> i i thought that about green day for a long time actually i always thought like oh well they just make shitty music but they know how to play good music but I was recently listening to some of their newer stuff that I never really listened to, and I was kind of like, oh, they, they didn't really ever change. I think it was me that changed a little bit more. That, yeah. that Green Day is kind of doing the exact same thing they were doing when I was in high school. Like, they have not really changed much at all. That's the hard part about being in a band. Yeah. It's like you have to, you have to maintain... Whatever it is that people like about you, right? Like that thing that like makes people go back and say like, "Oh, a new Weezer album. I'll check that right. out." Whatever that is, it's kind of like inexplicable. But you also have to like innovate and push yourself as an artist at the same time. So it's you're kind of torn. There's also like servicing yourself, <laughs> but just in terms of like artistically, like right, you want right. to you want to make music that you're proud of that you're happy with. But you also have to pander a little bit to the fans. To what they like about you so it's like once you yeah once you reach a certain level of success and fame i imagine it's i wouldn't know but i would imagine it's kind of difficult it's like a tightrope you gotta walk you might also get bored of doing the same thing that's true yeah after so many and you're years locked of into it. like a five album contract yeah. and you just i don't know hey, here, here's a controversial statement uh-oh i think oh i might like this album maladroit better than uh pinkerton Ooh. Well, I've got a song from Pinkerton on my playlist because that was a huge part. Hey, I remember seeing a band that you were in cover, uh, I think, Pinkerton song. Maybe was, Pink Chimes? We did El Scorcho a lot. Oh, yeah. El Scorcho, that's right. Yeah. I, that was, my friend Wendell would do El Scorcho. Yeah, oh, it must have been my friend Wendell. Um, Across the Sea is the song I put on this playlist just because it like really sums up that sort of angst, right? He's just like artist <laughs> and he's in a rock band and this like girl in japan is in love with him and he's like but you're so far away <laughs> i can never be with you how old's the girl 18 yeah 18 okay but cool I'm okay a, okay well really that, that does bring 18. up you know weezer <laughs> is probably the most misogynist of the emo bands this, yeah, it, when you go back and listen to Pinkerton, like, there's a lot of kind like, of like self. Uh, he does that. Yeah, he does that. I'm the, I'm such a nice guy. Why don't the Why the fuck don't you like me? Kind of thing. <laughs> Man, Rivers you is such sound a nice like a guy. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> President, wear more fedoras. That was that was a big thing though in in sort of emo music of our time. Anyway, I, I don't know if emo's the right term. I know that always seems sort of like a 
derogatory like a term, but, statement for but yeah, but that sort of it is very blanket. But that yeah. that like you know early two thousand sort of uh, non top forties rock basically. Sure. But a lot of it was sort of seeped in this like. Um, not to get too political, but it was a lot of like, I'm a nice guy and I like a girl and she doesn't like right. me back. Right. And a lot of that message now when I go back and listen to it feels a little, you know, problematic just in the oh, sense sure. of like, well, hey, fuck definitely. off, guy. She doesn't like you. Well, and then you <laughs> Do and, anything else. <laughs> and then you find out like years later, like I, I really liked Brand New. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, they have songs yeah. where it's like, I, really I hope you crash your ones. car and you go through the windshield. And I was yeah. just like. Man, she just pissed him off, and he's allowed to say that. That's, <laughs> yeah. he's, that's totally okay for him he's to like himself. express himself in a song. And then, like, a, like a year or two ago, it came out that he was like, uh, like, like, a, you know, guilty of like sexual assault or something. And yeah. Was like, oh damn. I guess it makes sense if you listen <laughs> to how he sings about women. Yeah. Yeah. We should have. Should have known when Harvey Weinstein released that album. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, it's 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 still it's still really good music. Yeah, but yeah, I sure. definitely like listening. I mean, to it. And and that, it's that not like point. I mean, it's not like he's advocating for anything. No. <laughs> like, it's not that bad. I'm but just saying. That it. W- I'm glad you brought it up though, because that was a point. Like, I wanted to bring up. Like, that's why I picked that song yeah. because it is it is very much like. Um, yeah, it, it's it comes from a place of of privilege and like like it's written from a perspective of like I'm so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> right. in the song he's he's like big and famous and yeah. and you know. Well, even uh, Blue Album, uh, I want a girl who will laugh at no one else. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> message. Like he's telling her to shut the fuck up yeah. and like only pay attention to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got a skewed. Yeah, but you know, I think, yeah, I think that <laughs> especially in to popular surf culture, to work, what a <laughs> fucking asshole! You can't do that. I, 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 I do think there's like this sort of idea of the romantic male, especially from the time that we were, you know, younger. That when I look at it now, I'm just like, no guy should ever like. You shouldn't show up to her job with a fucking boombox. You shouldn't like, it, like when she says she doesn't want to talk to you anymore, you shouldn't talk to her anymore. Like, yeah. you yeah. know. And yeah. it was this weird message. I mean, I think through our childhood, like probably starting around like the mid '80s, you know, high school sort of movies then, and going up until like about the you know mid 2000s of just like, oh, you know, do anything for the girl or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> And if she rejects you, just keep just going, like, keep trying you're, harder. You're like devastated, but you're like, I gotta win her back. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real it's no like, means yes message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Um, they might be giants, actually. It was one of my favorite songs of theirs, which is kind of like their version of Across the Sea. Uh, it's but it's like done in their sort of like super smart way, mm-hmm. where it's not misogynistic, but it's basically, and it's kind of like saying like. The point of this song is, is it rolling? Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Producer job. So this song's about, this song's about like, there's a soulmate for everybody, right? Like everybody has one person in this world that they're made for. It's like making fun of the idea of soulmates. Right. And then he, they like looked up the most common name in China and it was Anna Ng. 
or like NG is like the name. And uh, he's like, well, that's probably my soulmate because there's like a greater chance that if I have a soulmate, it's going to be this person in the most populated country on earth who is like on the other side of the earth. And it's about, it's like, it's kind of the same idea of like, we'll never be together. Right. But it's also like, it's so silly to think that we should be together. Right. Like, that's such a dumb idea. I, like, that idea actually, I was rewatching Friday Night Lights, and that soulmate thing comes up in that. And it, like, wasn't until watching it then, now, I was like, oh, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. The idea that. If you get with somebody, your both of your lives are just gonna like instantly be perfect, right. and flawless, right. and painless. Like right. that's so dumb. Like re- you, we should be taught that relationships are built on like you gotta both want it and you gotta right. both work for it, right. and you're both gonna have troubles and adversities, and you gotta work to overcome those. Yeah, sure. Like they might be dance was a super smart band, and they found like a kind of a funny, clever way to express that they were i i don't think i listened to a lot of they might be giants in high school and i don't even think i really appreciated their cleverness oh yeah you know their wit like i always thought they were funny and you know i love their music but like you think about it now and you're just like man these guys are next level for sure yeah and their music's like deceptively complicated at the same yeah. time like it sounds like a simple pop song but there's like a bunch of weird chord changes going on yeah. in there like they were really cool i uh didn't really listen to them in high school and they were an older band but um the talking heads is kind of like that for me too mm-hmm. where, where i like them and then like over the years kind of was like these guys are way smart and like i didn't quite pick up on it at first i just liked their music you know yeah. I got into that band, The Talking Heads, because of their movie, Short Stories or Tall Stories. I think it's called Tall Stories. True Stories. True Stories, yeah. yeah the David Byrne yeah. directed. <laughs> yeah. He's like the narrator. Yeah. I and bought that on like DVD yeah. in like a $5 bin or something, and yeah. I loved it, and that's how I started listening to that band. That's where Radiohead <laughs> got their name. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they have a song in like the church where the, the choir sings, yeah, yeah. and the guy's like, Radiohead. <laughs> the song's called Radiohead. That's where Radiohead cool. got their name, yeah. Ooh. Fun fact. Um, I'm going to hit shuffle again. All right, let's see what pops up. We've got... Oh, Tenacious D. Oh, nice. Kick your ass. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. I'm going to kick your fucking dairy hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a brand new album. I can't wait to listen to it. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to it nonstop. Jack Black is just like, uh, he's like a mythological figure now to me. Yeah. Like he, like, like what he represents is greater than what any human should be able to achieve. I'm going to kick your ass from here to right over there. Oh yeah, motherfucker! I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy hair. Yeah, yeah. You so simple, just guitar and vocals. Yeah, yeah. But he's he has this incredible voice, and it's so like funny and effortless. It's just like, right. how could anybody and, and not? And speaking love it? of conceptual albums, and also like next level, I mean comedy thinking. But like it, it, these albums, if you listen to them from start to finish are so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a good, like weird story. They're all kind of post-apocalyptic. Like every album is mm-hmm. some other post-apocalyptic story. Right. 
Yeah, but it's always like an apocalypse where Satan, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Satan. In most yeah. things are still in order. Like they always end up at a fast food restaurant. In one of them, like at some point, <laughs> just going through the drive-through. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, the next one that popped up was cigarettes and chocolate milk. This is the lightning round. So Rufus Wainwright. Oh yeah, a friend told me about, and this was the from, first song from I remember hearing. From Mash? Yeah, isn't he in Mash? Am I thinking of a different guy? Like the TV show Mash? Yeah, no. You're thinking of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> he has a his version of Hallelujah is in Shrek. His I'm father right. was in Big Fish. His father's his Latin father was in Wainwright. Mash. His father, oh, his father was yeah, in Mash. That's, okay, that's cool. what I'm thinking. Yeah, their whole family, like Martha Wainwright, his sister is also a musician. I think I've listened to some Rufus. But I, I listened to more of his father. I used to listen yeah. to his father's albums. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. See, I never, I never knew his dad was uh, in the arts, and then yeah. somebody told me like, oh yeah, it's Rufus Wainwright's dad in Big Fish. And I was just yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> he was a musician in Mash. He's not in every episode, but he like plays a guy who plays the guitar and would sing full songs in episodes of Mash. Oh, cool. Um, Rufus Wainwright was. I think he's significant. For a lot of reasons, like he has this sort of like loungy, jazzy. It's like kind of music I you wouldn't expect me to like in yeah. high school, but I just like he's such an incredible songwriter and vocalist. Like I just couldn't deny it. But he's also like the he's probably the first like openly gay artist that I've really liked. Oh, um, and I think that like I think that kind of helped me. I don't know. Like I was I never. I never had a problem with gay people. <laughs> no, you, this is your platform. You can get it out right now. Uh, but this was the first like openly gay artist that I like loved, and I was yeah. just—I think it—it's it, like when you can connect with somebody musically, it kind of sure. helps like open your mind a little bit more. And so I think like as I was coming of age, like this was—he was an artist that like really kind of like helped open my mind to homosexuality, which right. was really healthy well yeah. I wasn't just listening to Leonard Skinner yeah. <laughs> I like I liked some Rufus Wainwright songs some of them were like a little too orchestral or like yeah especially you know. like want two like I feel like want one was pretty solid yeah but like want two he got I mean yeah and then he like returned to pop in like later albums yeah but yeah he got a little out there with the orchestration and stuff it was yeah my my high school brain I was like nah was there Too any much. older artists that either of you guys were into in high school? Like like old bands or um, me? No. Really? No I didn't classic get in, rock. Not, no, no. No, and I, I feel like like I I didn't have like an older sibling or like you know, my neither of my parents were really like this is this is the Rolling Stones or this sure. is <laughs> this is Led Zeppelin and like I kinda wish they had but for whatever reason, they they didn't. Uh, so yeah, pretty much whatever whatever I was listening to was like current, like bands that were out at that time. Yeah, I think that's same thing. Well, I grew up listening to like the Beatles and Zeppelin and stuff because that's sure. what my dad had, like records and stuff. And that's what I learned how to play on guitar when I was like learning how to play guitar when I was like nine or ten. But when you're a teenager, like you don't want anything to do with what you were into when you were sure, yeah. young, you know? It's yeah. like, so yeah, I feel like I deliberately pushed that stuff away and, and yeah, like gravitated more towards like modern music, what was happening at the time. I guess I listened to like 
Dave Matthews band a bit. Yeah, I didn't like really like fish. <laughs> like I went through I had kind of this like crunchy face. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell's crunchy face. Uh yeah, yeah. Like I got into fish when I was like in middle Radiohead? school. Radiohead? What about Radiohead? I loved radio. Yeah, yeah, Radiohead's on here. Um Kid A was like Kid A was the first album that I had to listen to like a few times before I liked it. Yeah. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, This is weird. No thanks. Were you apprehend I mean Kid A, they were already radio i mean that's yeah that's yeah so they were already like were you apprehensive at all because they were a mega popular band or um i think what happened was my guitar teacher who was a super cool guy said radiohead's making the best <laughs> albums in the world right now and yeah. i was like well i gotta check out radio yeah. i was like what do you what do you think is their best album and he was like kid a and i was like okay well, i guess i'll start there <laughs> and that's actually one of their more challenging albums like i would have said like okay computer right. yeah. something like that like something really that... any of them besides, besides <laughs> kid a. so but i got kid a and i feel like i forced like normally i would have listened to an album and if i didn't like it i'd throw it in the garbage like sure. not interested but i think because there was so much clout around this band and in particular this album I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep listening to it and until I like it. I'm gonna maybe force like myself it. to like. <laughs> but I ended up really like it. Like yeah. I like once you like are able to. Like, it was just more complex than like any music I had heard before, and it was more sophisticated than any music I'd heard before. So I was like, I had to like dig deep to appreciate that album. But I eventually did. I eventually like loved that album. I still love that album. I think it's it's great. You know, you mentioned. Got, uh, I'll go ahead and play. What did I put on here? You mentioned uh, Dave Matthews Band. I was kind of oh, in a similar way with Dave Matthews Band. I had a couple of friends who really liked them, yeah. and uh, I was did not like them at all at first. And I kind of just kept listening to them, and eventually I started to like them. <laughs> and now I'm like not so much an apologist, but I'm like. I know why I like that band, and I know why other people like that band. Mm -hmm. They were jammy and like comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> kind of wasn't felt like sitting around a fire with yeah. pajamas or something. Yeah. It's pretty easy, but how many yeah. times have you sat around the fire in your pajamas <laughs> and listened to Dave Matthews? Band? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a nice Saturday, <laughs> to be honest. Dude, like a glass of like coffee with some whiskey in it. <laughs> <laughs> big old big old joint yeah. in your other hand yeah, just <laughs> i really liked radiohead later i did not really listen to them at all until i mean you're in your 20s yeah until yeah. like probably like my second or third apartment i started listening that's how i judge second time or third apartment probably. what uh so that's probably like 20 21 22 something what uh what did you what, what album did you start uh with? actually probably kid a yeah. i think I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, see, me neither. Okay, yeah. okay, computer was, and then, and then like, okay, uh, computer had like the most familiar stuff. Whenever I started listening, well, it to had it, the but... most songs that like, for me at least, was like, okay, those I hear drums and right, guitars right. and bass, yeah. yeah. But like, I, I but think you can wrap your the reason why Kid, because Kid A was like that album that maybe was like, whoa. I mean, listen to this. It was like, whoa, what is, what is, what are these guys doing? Mm -hmm. Whereas opposed to like even some of the newer stuff, honestly, it's not that weird of music. They're kind of straightforward as a band, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, but they're but, good. But they this was cool yeah, this was I hadn't heard anything like this right. when I heard this, and so yeah, it was a very challenging album. But I still think it's super dope. I think it sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, 
Have you seen them live? I've seen Radiohead live a few times. One time I got this, I was like second row, oh, right in awesome. front of Johnny Greenwood at Lake, Lakewood Amphitheater. Yeah. yeah. And and then uh, it was incredible. It was like one of the best shows of my life. And then uh, I saw them like the next time they came around, played the same venue and everything, but we were in the grass, like all yeah. the way in the back. And I like did not give a shit. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, it's well. not second row. Yeah. Like, who, who cares? <laughs> Honestly, back. I yeah. used to go to Lakewood a lot and watch shows from the lawn because you could buy tickets for even big bands for like 25 bucks at Joe Island Lawn. But it, it's almost like why why even why are you even I don't there? know if I like you're ever... just chilling, yeah. drinking and smoking and like the music is playing. <laughs> you right. know? Right. But you have to like look at the screens. Like you can't even really I've never really I I can't think of a time that I went to an amphitheater and sat in the grass and was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, because you're well, just, it's it's not, it's a different so experience. They're so far away. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not like seeing a live band. It's like hearing live music while you're chilling with your friends in the grass. Right. Yeah. Far away. I mean, that is what it is. Yeah. You're nowhere near the stage. We're gonna sit on a grassy hill and. It was though. I used to have so much. It used to be kind of my favorite venue, because I just like to buy cheap tickets to whoever. I mean, I went and saw. All sorts of bands that I only half cared about there because we'd buy cheap seats and chill on the lawn and, you know, smoke some weed and drink some beers and, like, yeah. just hang out with my friends yeah. and a bunch of strangers yeah. and hear good music, you know? Yeah, when you're in high school, when I was in high school, like, I wanted that, like, connection with the band. That, yeah. Like, that's why the second row was, like, meant everything right. to me because I was, like, right there with them. I got to see like all the guitar pedals and right, like you know right. like it just like it meant a lot and then yeah when you're in the grass like which i love now like that's where sure. i want to be now it's chill this would be but anywhere when i'm in high school vibe. i'm just like i'm not having the same experience <laughs> i just want to be yeah at this point in my life when i go to a concert i'm like are there seats can we sit <laughs> whereas like high school i was like okay we gotta like push yeah, try to get right. as close as we can. Yeah, and now I'm just like, I just want to like, if I can be in the middle, sitting down, <laughs> uh, I, I would be so happy. Uh, so I got this one. What you I got for us? This one. Oh yeah. This was also something I don't think I really listened to in high school. It was oh yeah, post, post high school. This was like, yeah, this was one of those albums that spread like wildfire. Yeah, for sure. Like, it was also probably my favorite album for like three years. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, nope, it's the best. Um, I think you showed me this album, Mitchell. Oh yeah. And I, was, I think, what how you were talking about with uh, Kid A. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I really liked this the first time I heard it. But really? I was like. I don't know. I like songs on it, but right. uh, overall, it's it just like grab you right away. I think it's kind of weird. I mean, it like, is. Yeah, it I is weird, that's... but it is also like it is one of those albums. I don't know a lot of people who just don't like it. You oh know? yeah, like it, it is massively uh, enjoyable. I uh, I think I skipped O Calmly every time though. <laughs> that's like, a tough one. It's just really long and yeah. really like slow. Like good. really, I love that song. Yeah. It's like really intimate too. Like yeah. you, you hear his like voice crack. It's just yeah. like my guitar. It's raw. It feels very honest. That's the song where once you get to the end of the album, if you like turn it up really loud, you can hear the engineer in the room who was recording it go like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> like he finishes the song and you just blew this guy's 
dick off. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, uh, this album, another indie darling. It's like yeah. has this production quality that like it's a little strange, and this guy's voice is weird, and he's singing about Anne Frank a lot. Like yeah. it's just like it's kind of bizarre, but it's- like the sentiment and like the um, the poignancy that he gets across in the album is just like it just like cuts through all of that stuff and hits you right in the gut. It, it's still one of my favorite I, albums of all time, and I think it is pretty much flawless i mm-hmm. like it is to me a, a perfect album yeah just top to bottom amazing yeah. yeah it's great and it's got all kinds of like different instrumentation and stuff that yeah. comes in and out like and the fact that he was so like reclusive and, i was like, gonna he never say played shows do you think that that like helps the the mystique yeah, of yeah. The he was like the yeah. jd salinger of <laughs> yeah that he just like did that because he did there was an album before that yeah, and then oh, he yeah. did that, and then he yeah became a recluse. But and and yeah, I I I remember a lot of times people would be like, when they talked about Neutral Milk Hotel, very rarely did they leave out the part that Jeff Mangum, you know, he's a recluse. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even, seen him in He years. doesn't play shows anymore. <laughs> it's like yeah, but the album is good, uh-huh. even if he. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I think the mystique around certain artists—it doesn't work for everybody. Right. But for a guy like this, like, well, when you release an album like that, I mean, yeah, you can kind of disappear. Just Everybody's going to be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a mystical creature, <laughs> music writing creature. Because right, anybody else <laughs> whose album like explodes like that would yeah. just be like, oh yeah, world tour. Here yeah. I am. <laughs> but I like, think often about uh, Jeff Buckley and how much, you know, how good he was, yeah. but how like, also he had a very uh, generic voice and kind of generic songs to where like, if he hadn't, you know, it's tragic and it's really mm-hmm. sad that he died. But like, if he just kept writing music, eventually he would just be putting out probably like shitty Christmas albums. And you know, he I definitely mean? would be. Yeah, like, <laughs> he would just be. He definitely would be. He's also buddies with uh, Rufus Wainwright. Cool. I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Let's wrap yeah. this thing up. We've been going probably longer than we should have for our first episode, but it was fun. Hey, we had a lot to say. Yeah, I got more songs on the playlist well you'll have to come back mitchell that's fine um thanks for being here buddy of course where you, else would i be you got, <laughs> i mean you, you wanna you got anything to plug or, or you want to talk about here on mm, fantasy guys is working on our second lp right now that'll probably come out sometime in april or may hopefully with shows to follow i very much love your band fantasy guys thanks man i'm really excited we've got about five songs tracked right now and they're like some probably my my favorite songs that we've done ever so yeah nice i'm not just like trying to hype hype it up (laughs) but it's really good i'm really proud of it my wife also really likes your band and she was playing them upstairs the other day i was down here cooking and i was like oh i love like she was listening to them and i got jealous I was like, let's play them down here. Let's play them on the big speakers. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, it's good chill music. Fantasy guys. Uh, fantasycometrue.net is our website. We're on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. So, awesome. And then, 
if, Marcus if you, is gonna. If you liked Sophie on the hot. if you liked Sophie on the staircase, check out Fantasy <laughs> Guys. If you like Bright Eyes and Cursive, <laughs> um, that's all I got. Cool man. Yeah. Marcus yeah. is also my new favorite band based on one Instagram story that I saw and fucking loved. Oh you yeah, guys posted Ch- one Instagram story. And I, was just, I mean, I know you guys. I've heard you guys do a few things, but sure. like that Instagram story was so funny and so good. I just cannot wait for more. I think we'll make that or like every time we practice, we'll probably yeah, just yeah, like I, blow I up Instagram. So, I, so I really we probably. underscore R A R E underscore Marcus M A R C U S for some great Instagram stories. Yeah, it's a big, it's <laughs> a silly band. I can't wait to play more shows. Hell yeah. We're go- we're gonna do it. Watch out, world! Look out, world! Here comes Marcus. <laughs> well, hey everybody! Thank you so much for listening to my high school iPod. Whoop whoop! Uh, uh, I think what we talked about was we're gonna put Mitchell's playlist on uh, on Spotify, and you can, or he already has it on Spotify, and uh, we'll have like a link. Yeah. And that way, you know, if I'll you do like a, uh, let's uh, my high school iPod page, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on that. And I'm going to remaster that album I recorded (laughs) in high school and put that on Spotify, too. Yeah. Look out for that. All right. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening, Muhammad. Thanks for being being here, my right-hand man. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day.